Welcome back, GPS to God. We are glad you are with us. We are rocking and rolling already. We decided to hit record and let you in on the action. Daniel Sanders, Stefano Patterson, Ryan Gotro, and Zach Edson back with us again. Reach out to us. You can email us, mailroom at gpstogod.com. Check out the website, gpstogod.com, or look <laughs> us up on Instagram. We want to hear from you. And uh, if you've been following along, you know where we are. The Book of Job, still there, next to last episode. Is that a guarantee? You're going out on a limb? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad it's here, but it's going to be a little sad when it's gone. But, it's been uh, good. It's been good. It has. It has. Today been, is a, a bit good. of a change in what's going on in the book here, but it's been a lot of fun. Had several people come in and contribute and different voices, all that kind of stuff. We enjoyed every one of them. Zach's been here most of the ride, though, probably. Yeah. Just half, half of them. Yeah, He's had the most. I'd say yeah. just because y'all have cancellations. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> strikeouts have been a plenty. <laughs> Left, right, and center by many people. So <laughs> happened even to Zach was not choice number one tonight. He is coming in as a savior here. <laughs> Called off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, glad to have you number one in our hearts. Oh, Tendi, they, always, yeah. always, without a doubt, always. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> but uh, tonight, episode number eight, we have Elihu. We're going to get into that in a minute because. Like we teased last week, I have some questions. I have some <laughs> questions. But we have Elihu, his story tonight. Next week, we hear from God himself to wrap it all up. And then, we don't know. I'll leave that hanging right there, that big matzo ball. Just. <laughs> I guess that's where you can say, send us an email about what you want to hear. Yeah, by the time you get it, we probably be too late. But uh, <laughs> we, we do have some things working, just not confirmed. We might just have to talk about NBA playoffs and NFL draft and who's N crying, NHL. who's happy. NHL is going on. Playoffs as well. So it's a lot. Yeah. Lots going I can't, on. I can't add much to that conversation. So on, <laughs> I've been out of the NHL playoffs since about, I don't know, October when the Predators were out of it. <laughs> All I want to know is how many fights happened. <laughs> but I think it has been exciting in the NHL yeah. playoffs. Yeah. I just know what's going on because. I just see it in between basketball yeah. and drafts. <laughs> it's, it's the filler. It comes it's, in. it's the commercials of yeah. ESPN. Uh, hey, don't forget about hockey. <laughs> Back to you at the NFL draft. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of forgetting someone, we did not forget this person because he was not mentioned anywhere else in the book until chapter 32 in the mm. book of Job. Lots and of questions. That is Elihu. Or, he is it, or is it Elihu? I'm I'm going with Eli who? <laughs> who? Eli who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I, he's wrong, but I did pull a Ryan and I pulled up the old Bible app earlier today and listened nice. to it. And the fun, only way to do it. You made fun of Ryan for they, going through that Bible app and getting that. I know. Nah, he was going to Wikipedia the week I was here. <laughs> <laughs> it was correct. <laughs> it was correct. So no one no good. one switched it just it yet. Was correct. I got well, it early. What was funny was he, he gave a pronunciation of a fear, the city where the gold came yeah. from. The very next week we had that name come up again, and we both said it wrong. <laughs> we both said it wrong. You can see how much we paid attention. Yeah. I said, well, how was it pronounced, Ryan? A fear? And he said, yep, that's it. So <laughs> we couldn't even make it one week with that. A uh, uh, fear, because, you know, we had the uh mm, comment, and then we right. had the throwing in the dash. Fear. The dash. <laughs> yep. When you spell it. Mm. So Yes. But we are in the book of Job, chapter 32, and a new person has shown up. So we're not talking about Zophar? Zophar is man gone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, He's out. Zophar, I'm just messing with Zophar is silent. Zophar is silent. Zophar so gone. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I'm out. We've had lots of chapters here of Job and Zophar, Bildad, and uh, Elihu? No. No. Uh, no, Elihu is today. Eliphaz. <coughs> Eliphaz. There we go, Eliphaz. They've been going back and forth, debating each other. Then Job went on a big rant our last episode for a few chapters there. The words of Job in words of Job ended. And now a new guy shows up. And we teased it lots of questions because a new guy showed up that we haven't heard about. And I got a couple notes. But let's start with the questions. 
Where did Elihu come from? He was hiding under the couch. I don't know where he came from, but this dude. <laughs> let's read the first couple of. The first thing says he appears from nowhere. Just out of nowhere. I mean, was he? I mean, we're going to go on the questions now. Before, I, I, I'm going to read the first okay. maybe four or five I got, verses. I got a ton. And and then we're going <laughs> to... Conspiracy theories and everything. I got uh, We're going to come with a bunch of questions okay. that All we right. do not have answers to, but we're going right. to talk about it. That email is going to be blowing up. <laughs> it is. We need some answers. <laughs> I, I got a comment about email, too. That I get, well, Might as well do it now because I'll forget if I don't. But <laughs> I got an email, I don't know, six weeks ago maybe. Now, it's been a while. From Mr. Zach Etzen himself. I Mel- you just remembering it? I- yes. <laughs> That's how often he checks it no, right there. No. Because this was kind of a pre-part one email of, I thought, more parts. E- emailed mailroom at gpstoguide.com. I check it. Something about M&Ms. Like I reply- he emailed, I replied him back. Something okay. about some M&M of flavor you were going to check on it. Never happened. Nothing. Well, my question was going to be is, how many times have you been on here since you sent it? But a lot. You, but you didn't say that you <laughs> so, responded, so I was like, all right, I'm waiting respond. for you. But like, dude, you haven't even I, said nothing to me? I, I, I kept, DM'd him on the Instagram. I, yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for a bag of M&Ms to show up. It hasn't happened. Nothing. Nothing. Was it revolving around your favorite? I, no, I can't remember. I'll, I'll send you the a flavor of M&M? A flavor of M&M? It's chocolate. Or unless you're talking about, like, the pretzels and the peanut butter. You're talking about that, okay. They're like the red ones or like. No, there were no, some men- chocolate, yeah. some it. mention of M and M's that got got forgot about. Mm. We'll check it out. Mm. Back to Job. All right. So Elihu, we are in the book of Job, chapter thirty-two. Elihu shows up. Let's read the first few verses here. So these three men cease to answer. He's talking about Bildad, Zophar, and Eliphaz. These three men cease to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then Elihu, the son of, uh, now this one I didn't pay attention to, Barachel, the Buzite of the family of Ram, burned with anger. He burned with anger at Job because he justified himself rather than God. He burned with anger also at Job's three friends because they found no answer, although they had declared to Job, or they had had declared Job to be in the wrong. I underlined a lot of these, so that's messing with the uh, <laughs> my reading. That's my excuse. Uh, Job found to be in the wrong. Now Elihu had waited to speak to Job because they were older than he. And when Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, he burned with anger. And then Elihu starts speaking. All right. So there's kind of the setting the table. Now let's get into it a, a little bit. Going back, the end of chapter 31, Job is on his rant. He goes through all the stuff he goes through. If you want to know what he goes through, go back and watch episode 7 on this topic because we broke it down. (laughs) And then it ends, chapter 31 does, with the words, the words of Job are ended. Then we go straight into chapter 32, and Elihu shows up. Just appears. Where did this dude come from? I'm not going to lie. I went back to chapter 31, I think, twice in the last three days trying to figure out, did there was something that I missed that, that shows that he's like, he came in and just started listening to the end of the conversations or something. Nothing's there. I can't, yeah. I reread Nothing. 1 through 31. Final went back through the whole thing. He said, thing. I went back through the whole thing. thing. He wanted to make sure. Just to see if there was some kind of sneak. Thing. No. Which... 32 to 37. It's the only yeah. place he's mentioned. And it appears he was there the whole time. We uh, ha- he would, it, he would have it, to be, though, because, he, because the way how he talks about the, three, o- the three others. Yeah. Yeah. I don't he knows know that what they he's said. there the whole time, though. He could have shown up. I mean, you're right. So we talked last week. We didn't know how long Job and his right. three friends talked. It could have yeah. been months that this was going on. Yeah. We but. don't really know. But at the beginning, if you go back to the beginning... It doesn't say uh, any more people are there. So this is, let's go, chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, well, if you back up to like verse number 9, it's when um, Job's wife is talking bad about you. Satan has come. Right. 
hit him with all the all the bad stuff on his body. His wife has said, Curse uh, why are you holding to your integrity? Curse God and die. Chapter 11, I mean, chapter 2, verse 11. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar. They made an appointment together to come show him sympathy, sympathy and comfort him. They saw him from a distance, did not recognize him. They raised their voices, wept, heads down, uh, sat with him on the ground seven days and nights. Nobody spoke a word, for they saw his suffering was great. So these three dudes show up by themselves. Right after that, chapter three, Job starts talking. That kicks off the conversation between him. And and then it's just straight conversation from chapter three all the way through chapter 31. Which makes me believe that he had to be there to then be able to to quote... Yes, you know all of these uh, instances. Um, but I it doesn't agree. say that. I agree. <laughs> well, I they kind of go with what you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Because it says that he's mad because they never refuted him. Mm-hmm. So for him to be mad that they never refuted him, he had to be there the entire time to hear their entire mm-hmm. story I, and claim. I don't know about that. Well, so I agree with. Well, in every chapter, like I, I've got like a breakdown of so like in. We'll get to this, but like the first one, 32 through 33, he talks about how Job was self-righteous and then, you know, God disciplined such, again, that that half-truth type deal. And it's like, well, he had to hear that. He yeah. had to be that because these other three didn't tell him. Right. Uh, I mean. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know how long these conversations, fantasy land, I think is what we called it last episode. We're going <laughs> to go in fantasy right. land, make up some stuff here. <clears throat> Let's say it's three months that these conversations are going on. Maybe he missed the first month, Elihu, mm-hmm. and he heard two months of the conversation. Still a lot of stuff being said over that period, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All I know is the introduction just gives the three friends. It does. Mm-hmm. Maybe they came from the east and Elihu <laughs> came from the west. Who knows? I don't know. We also talked earlier on an earlier episode where did these conversations take place? Were they out in uh, Job's front yard in the ash pit and the wife's peeking out the window kind of thing? Or are they in the middle of town square? And There were chapters where Job is saying, you know, strangers now walk past me and strike me on the cheek and this kind of right. stuff. So maybe some of these conversations take place in a more public place and not on his back porch. Mm. I don't know. But all I know is it seems like Elihu just parachuted in from nowhere and was like, let me get down on some of this. But if he did, how would he be able to reference? Uh, yes. He, he wouldn't have a history. Of no, he, he was thing. there for some period of time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because Makes. he goes to give some example. I mean, he said one of the notes I have here is in those first couple of chat uh, verses, uh, Elihu is hot. Because it says he's angry four times in verses two through five. When the Bible repeats a word, it's important. He's angry. <laughs> he's he's angry at Job because Job justified himself over God. He's angry at the three friends because they had no answer. And they declared Job to be in the wrong. So they accused him with no proof, basically. Uh, he was anger, burned with anger. Um, when he saw that they had no answer and angry four times. It, it says he's angry four times in those, in verses two through five. That dude was mad. Seems a little hot. Yeah. Plus, in, not to jump ahead, but, but like verse 30, <laughs> 32, 11, <laughs> says, look, I waited for your conclusions. I listened to your insights as you saw for words. I paid pay close attention to you, yet no one proved Job wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, it doesn't say that he was there the whole time, but it kind of makes it appear. So then part two of all this, this guy's just, if he was there the whole time, it makes me wonder who else was there the whole time that was just sitting there that didn't talk. It mm-hmm. makes me kind of think that maybe there's a possibility that he, that it wasn't just the four of them. Yeah. Because if this dude arrives and, says that he waited patiently for everybody else to talk. I mean, who else might have, mm-hmm. I don't know, been around. Been around. I, think, I think in, when you get to 34, 
but that's going to be my argument of like he addresses the friends, right? And right. Like, <laughs> right. And you guys said, how right. would he have known this if he wasn't there, right? So, right. But the time is something, Daniel, that we don't, we don't know. Like, is he catching half the speech and, and yeah. riding in? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty hot to catch half of it. <laughs> the other time, the, yeah, he is. The other time he's angry to finish that thought is just at the beginning. Uh, it just says he was ang- angry. So uh, Elihu was angry when it gives his lineage, and he says he's from the family of Ram, verse number two, and he burned with anger. So he's just mad to start. And then here's three reasons why he's mad. But he he was he was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little hot. Which under I guess you could. I mean, if he was if he had waited that long, if say he I was there that long, talk, I guess, and now it's my I guess turn. he would be upset if he <laughs> didn't get a chance. I mean, I mean depending on sat, how long it was, I guess. Because he sat there for seven days in silence with these guys. I didn't say I mean, nothing. I mean, and then y'all went back and right. forth. And now it's my turn. Right. I've waited this long. Or even if he came in the middle of it, they still didn't give him for thirty. One chapters, they never gave him a chance to say anything. Just imagine. So, I mean, I don't. If this is true, like you already read, he did not speak because he was the young guy. Right. Uh, this is out of respect, six. possibly. Yeah, he's being yeah. respectful. I am young and well, this is respectful, but Elihu speaking. <laughs> I am young in years, and you are aged. Therefore, I was timid and afraid to declare my opinion <coughs> to you. I said, let days speak and my years teach wisdom. But imagine he is sitting there and he has, he's listening to both sides go back and forth. <laughs> and he's like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> and he has truth. He knows the answer or he thinks he, he thinks, does. And, he, yeah. <clears throat> and he's just, I can't believe. And, and as a young guy too, he's like, this dude's twice as old as I am. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> right. So I mean, yeah, just getting more and more mad because he's right. these, these guys are talking crazy over mm-hmm. here. Is that what it feels like, Ron? Every day, <laughs> every day, something like that. All y'all grandpas over here, and I'm just listening. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> oh, I take tough. it all day long that from y'all. I can I can dish it a little bit right <laughs> that's, now. That's Calm tough. down. I'm usually on your side, Ron. Please be, <laughs> your be side. accurate. Ain't nobody in here a grandfather. <laughs> I was on Not your yet. side in a group text the other day. True that. That was that was one of like 17. That's probably more than 17. But let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think anyone outside this room would classify us all in the same age group. I don't think so. No, I think so. I don't think so. If you, if they, they're not in the, yes. their 30s or 40s, That's they're two lumping, categories right there. <laughs> they're lumping us together. Anybody 29 and under is lumping us together. No. Anyone 50 and over is lumping us together. No. I agree with you on that. I think so. I, I think there's a separation. We we separate it, but outside no. of our age range, yeah, I think they're gonna look at our I kids. Think Ty, I, mean, I think Ty would separate like Zach from like me. And Ty is twenty nine and under. Okay, but he would still have oh, two. Oh, you're he saying he would separate? He, he would two. separate the two. I don't know. We'd have to ask him. Uh, call him in. <laughs> He'll bring in a bag of candy any minute. He's next door. Man. Are you sure? <laughs> Not for you. Oh, maybe maybe Ty See, or just somebody 18. within that within that bracket. Like, You're saying that you think know. you stand a better chance of that if they don't know us? Because immediately know. they're going to look at our kids Very and true. say, Very lump true. us there. Very true. So, yeah, if they don't know We should just possibly. ask people from and next you, door to just randomly come in. Younger than your don't. age. Well, 100%. I appreciate it. 100%. I appreciate it. I don't feel it. <laughs> Every day. Something hurts. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. I think, I think there will be a separation problem. Now, when you cross so. 50... <laughs> It's right upon it. It's, 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 it's in my crosshairs. Stay in, in my crosshairs. Stay in our age group as long as you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wish that's I right. had control over that. That's then. right. I wish we're, I did. We're going to throw you a farewell party. I wish oh. I did. <laughs> I, I, I farewell. A, a retirement oh. party. <laughs> He's picking out your coffee. Oh, I got the AARP Ryan, card Ryan. ready. Wow. Just, I'm just messing with you, dude. I don't know what I did to you, Ryan. He Nothing. Just, he I love you, man. I love you, man. I'm just messing. I genuinely love all of y'all. Man. A-R-P. <laughs> Come on over to our side now, Fano. You see what we're dealing with. See what the young bucks throw at you. <laughs> I get picked on all the time. I'm just dishing a little bit. All in love. All in love. Speaking of getting picked on, Elihu oh, got picked on because he was he the did. young guy. He did. I wonder how much younger he was. I don't There's know. So many. 
questions, huh? Yeah. So like a teenager? See, I, that yeah. young? Like, how old is Job? I, I think we get Job's age later yeah. at the end of the story. It says he lived so many more years. I don't After, think it gave his yeah. age. But, gotcha. but it says earlier, it says they were gray-haired mm-hmm. when he's talking to, yeah. to his friends. It's like, you guys are gray-haired. Because I think maybe the friends were older than he, or he was older than the friends. Right. I mean, it had to be one or the other. But yeah, uh, yeah they were talking, they have gray hair, and they're, they're up there. So gotcha. maybe they're over 50. They got gotcha. an AARP card. <laughs> is that what age you get it? 50 or 55? 55? I'll soon know. I'll 55. Let you know. I'll let you know. See, I'm not even giving you know. true facts over here. It's just a joke. Get to skip lines and skip. <laughs> I got that from Wikipedia too. Get those, maybe, get maybe, those discounts. discounts and dinner. <laughs> maybe you just I don't know. That might like be a, a good day. Start eating dinner <laughs> like at 4 30. I can go to Hardy's Matinee and get movies. a discounted <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I don't know that if you skip day, lines. Day. They just give, give you one of those walkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get just to sit down in, in the yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> get they to got, sit up front. Yeah. They got those they Disney fast passes. They feel sorry for you. Let you get that guy. front row parking. Let too. this guy on through. <laughs> Let him get his seat. <laughs> Elihu had a seat at this conversation. <laughs> he did. Eventually, and he finally spoke up. Good segue. He did. A couple of notes. These are maybe not main points, but doing a little bit of research here, I ran across these things. Some scholars or theologians believe Elihu may be the author of the book of Job. They gave really? two names, two of the most prominent names of this group of people. Albert Barnes, who was an American, for he lived in 1798 to 1870, author, as well as John Lightfoot, who was an Englishman that lived in the 1600s. They were two of the main proponents that thought Elihu may be the author of this book of Job, which is why he wasn't mentioned earlier. He kind of been busy writing. He well, well he kind of inserted himself here because he's not mentioned in the, any of the stories of Job and the three friends. He's also not called out by God later. Mm-hmm. That's right. So he's kind of a, a, a character unto himself the way he is inserted here. That, that was their main argument of why they think he may be the author. Interesting. I, I had two commentaries. I didn't, I didn't cite them, um, but they thought maybe this was a second author of. So Job was written, and then this was pieced in there after uh, the fact. Yeah. Huh. So same argument of if Elihu was the author, he inserted himself into the story, right, to get in it. But same, yeah, same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing, and Elihu, a descendant of Buzz, and who may have been from the line of Abraham. I meant to look that up further, and I did not. But Genesis 22, verse 20 through 21 was the uh, reference for that. I, I meant to do some more research. I I, I want to say I ran out of time, but I just forgot, to be honest. 22 what? 22, 20, and 21. I think that's just saying that line of buzz, maybe. Oh. Or of us? Buzz, B-U-Z. Uh, this, this is a reference. Yeah, buzz, buzz, his brother. Chapter 20, verse 21. Us, his firstborn. Mm-hmm. Buzz, his brother. There you go. So. Interesting. There's just some little side facts I found along the way that that's like, I'll bring that up. Why not? What about the reference to uh, Elihu, what that, what that means? I missed that one. Didn't, didn't run across that? Mm. Mm. He is my God is how it's translated. Interesting. Could, huh. have, could have get out something there. Yeah. Mm. Well, nice. Missed the opportunity. That's why, that's why we bring in the heavy hitters like you. <laughs> Zach bringing oh, it. Oh, wow. Zach bringing it. Had like three hours to get caught up. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story. <laughs> Elihu is coming in swinging, basically, but calling out. All four people, Job and the three friends, and uh, he he's calling them out for not for different reasons, right? So the three friends, he say, you know, you're not speaking truth, you have no answers, and for Job, he's kind of calling them out for the again not speaking truth and, and distorting truth. But verse thirteen, chapter thirty-two, beware. Lest you say, we have found wisdom. 
God may vanquish him, not a man. He has not directed his words against me, and I will not answer him with your speeches. So Elihu is saying, all these arguments that you've been giving, I'm not going with those arguments against Job, because everything you guys said is bupkis. <laughs> so here comes some real truth. Here in these arguments, Job, uh, Elihu is talking about Job and the three friends accusing him, and they are saying they have no answer for him. And verse 20 or verse 16, shall I wait because they do not speak? They stand there and answer no more. So he's saying, you guys have no answer for Job, but I'm still going to go ahead and set you guys straight. Verse 18, for I am full of words. Mm. The spirit within me constrains me. So that talking about the constraint, the respect, all that kind of stuff, he gives us an account here. The spirit constrains me while you guys are up here blabbering at each other. I'm holding my tongue back here. But I must speak, verse number 20, I must speak that I may find relief. I'm about to bust. We got can't hold it in no more. Let's go. <laughs> so that's when he starts bringing the truth against Job and the three friends. I guess I have a question on that. On that comment, do you feel like it was all truth or bits and pieces for Elihu? Yeah, I think Elihu is bringing truth. Okay, because of the way he goes about it. I think we we're going to get into that a little bit, and also we're. I'm trying not to give too much away for next week, but when we get into God's reply, mm -hmm. God does God rebukes everybody except Elihu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you agree? You well, I, I, I do not, okay. but I, but I need to okay. save it till okay. the, till the end. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We'll just go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Because I was the commentary that I was reading. I was thinking, so I'm just gonna read this. It just says, according to Elihu, Job is conceited and arrogant. Job does not fear God. God will not listen to Job. God will not answer Job because God does not listen to who, uh, to the pleas of the wicked. Only if Job would repent, then God would answer him. And so then, you know, the next comment is Elihu was probably more surprised than anyone when God showed up to answer Job. Right. And so, you know, how you, how you, but, but Job did repent at the end, right? Like he, you know, he knew that he said things. Yes. You know, that's so we're, we're giving a little yeah, but teaser there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't agree with that comment because oh. Job does repent in the end. end. Mm -hmm. There you go. Little, little thing and to if, look ahead to next week. And the fifth, man, there's so many ways that we can run down that. Y'all need the heavy hitters because next week if, to close it out. Because if Elihu, <laughs> we, we have one if they don't cancel on us. <laughs> if Elihu wrote it, would he just not include, like, like get if a God did? I have questions him? about that too. When, like, in God's like if he's the author, like why would he go in there and, and could make him look who mm -hmm. take it out, not put uh, it in it, there? You're saying if Elihu wrote the book of Job, correct, and God admonished Elihu, if he just omitted, um, Elihu could omit that. So he's just going like down the road. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking as a that, uh, I mean, that's, stupid. You're, 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 but you're, <laughs> but, but he, he was a human as well, right. so you're thinking so like he was because technically he'd be yeah. making himself look bad. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. some. I mean, I think, I think most of what he's saying, there is, most of it is truthful. I think, but there are some stuff that, that there's some stuff in there that he says that I just that I don't think is. I think we're gonna. I can't say it's all truth. We're going to bounce around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we've been very straightforward with the rest of the book of Job. I think tonight there may be some bouncing. We're not going chapter 32, 33, 34. It's going to be some bouncing around maybe. Yeah. Uh, just because of all these questions and yeah. the answers. So let's bounce around a little bit right now. Okay. Elihu is different. So Job and the three knuckleheads have been going back and forth. <laughs> Accusing each other, right? right? It's like argument, counter-argument. Argument, counter-argument. Elihu is different because he brings evidence against both of them. When he's giving them, when he says, all right, it's my turn to talk. I'm going against you, Job. Here's my argument. I'm going against you three idiots. Here's my argument. So against the three friends, he says, they only have presumption. 
even when Job asked them for evidence, like uh, chapter 6, verse 24, and 6, verse 28, Job asked the three friends for evidence. Like if, let's just read it. Let's go back there. Uh, six what? Six four, 24. So teach me. This is Job speaking. Chapter 6, verse 24. Teach me, and I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. So he's asking the friends, give me specific examples for what I've done wrong. And also 28, um, chapter 6, verse 28. But now be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. If you accuse me of something, I'm going to tell you, yes, I did or no, I didn't. So that is Job asking for evidence from the free three friends, which they never give. And then when Elihu goes against Job, he quotes Job. So he's he's saying, you said this, Job. Mm-hmm. You say whatever. I mean, it's a bunch of references. Uh, chapter 33, 9 through 11. What's that say? So you say, chapter 33, verse number 9. This is Elihu speaking. He's speaking against Job. You say, I am pure without transgression. I am clean, and there is no iniquity in me. He's quoting Job from earlier. So he's mm-hmm. sitting here listening to these conversations, and there's a bunch of them. Uh, 13, verse 13, why do you contest against him saying he will answer none of man's words? So he's bringing, that is something Job had said earlier. Why do you contest against God? So Elihu is asking Job, why do you contend against God, saying he will answer none of man's words. And there's, I mean, 34, 5 through 6, 35, 2 and 3, 36, (coughs) verse 23. Lots of examples of Elihu just quoting Job and saying, you said this, Job, where is your answer now? So he's bringing different arguments Mm -hmm. than what the others have brought. And Job, every time one of the three friends made an argument, Job had a counter-argument. But when Elihu rebukes Job, Job says nothing. And he gives him multiple chances to say, am I wrong? I guess I took that as I've already tried to convince these three. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have this argument anymore. And, you know, I'm kind of, I've kind of checked out. Um, but I can mm. see where, you know, say something. Say, yeah. say something. So at the end of verse, or at the end of chapter 33. This is still uh, Elihu speaking to Job. Uh, Verse number 32, if you have any words, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me, be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. So Elihu asked Job, give me an answer. Am I wrong? Am I saying something wrong against you? Because Elihu is trying to justify Job. He's trying to prove Job in the right. Mm -hmm. But he's, Job has no answers to give him. He sits there in silence, which is not his way because we talked about last week, Job was elevated a kingly status. When he spoke in public, everyone else shut up and listened. And whatever he said, there was no count. That's what they did. But for him to get attacked, and attacked is not the right word, rebuked this way, and to have no reply... I think he knows. But if Elihu was was there the whole time, hold on. How like, did you say that? Elihu, Hugh, who, Elihu? <laughs> I just wanted to hear you. Whatever. Say it. <laughs> if he, but if, like to go against like what y'all's argument is that he was there the whole time or whatever, then he's basing it off of that though because he's saying if he, I mean, like to me, I'm I'm hearing Job saying like I have nothing to say. You've listened to me argue this whole entire time. What else could I say differently to you now? Which is very similar to somebody else in the Bible, right? Mm. I mean, when mm. Christ is getting just blasted, and you know, why don't you prophesy? Why don't you do something? Mm. Why don't you come down off of there? Mm. And so I know that saying nothing could also be very powerful too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and n- not to say that that's the same line here, but you know, I yeah. I feel like with all the argument that's going back and forth, he would have said something. I, I feel like he would have yeah. said something, but maybe you know. this is the last rock I have to throw at this argument. <laughs> <laughs> you only got one sheet of paper, so be, be careful. Yeah, on both sides, oh, man. I'm two-sided. <laughs> so the three friends that are talking with Job, they had 
three speeches each, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eliphaz had three. Bildad had three. Zophar had two speeches each. Job had eight speeches in response to those three guys. Mm-hmm. So he's countering point for point, argument for argument. El- uh, Elihu has four speeches. It's all together, but mm-hmm. it's basically four separate speeches that he gives. Mm-hmm. And through those four speeches, Job had zero reply. Mm-hmm. So I think he, if Job had something to say, he would have said it because that's been his mo mo this entire time. Unless, like Fano said, Elihu cut it out. Making himself look a little better. I'm gonna chop it out of here. Chop this out. That wasn't important. We don't need that. If I'm gonna look bad at the end, let's go ahead and make myself look good. And I'm gonna write this. It's gonna be about me. Save your right hand over there. We're low on ink. He might have had writer's block or something. Readers, what is it? Writer's block? No. That is just question. Just reading through and looking through. Just. Job's response, unless he just, I mean, had a way of knowing that God was coming. I, I mean, guess. it was a different tactic, right? <laughs> the other three friends, uh, I had a, a note that kind of summed it up good. But, the, I mean, the other three friends were accusing Job, and they were yeah. saying, you're doing something in secret that we don't know about, and that's why you are being punished. Elihu just used Job's own words against him. He's like, you're going, you've said this against God since this started. We're not talking about what you did before you were afflicted. We're talking right. about right now when you sit down and speak to whoever's listening, it's at least four people, but whoever <laughs> is listening, now you're sinning against God by what you say now. Yeah. Not what you did when you had the world handed oh, to yeah. you. It's everything since then. You've sinned against God in that moment. Yeah. Because that, I mean, even in the story at the beginning, chapter one, chapter two, it's when it's saying, you know, Job did not sin in this and what he said in this. That was from that moment back. It wasn't from that moment going forward. Right. Yeah. So that was Eli- Elihu just used Job's own word. He didn't say, I think you're doing something in secret. Right. Because God is punishing you. You got to be doing something. Right. That was the argument of the other three. Elihu just said, because of what you have said, here's what you said. Job, right. You just said this, Job. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. You just said this. That's like, right. It's different arguments. And it could be maybe Job's silence is that, I mean, Job was a pretty powerful man as well. And he's having essentially a, somebody drastically younger than him trying to call him out. And he might just be writing it off. I mean, like, yeah. who are you to? Tell me. Who are you to tell me? There's you're not, there's, not, even, uh, you're not even worth a response or something like that. He might be taking that attitude. It's just tough to tough to say. But I, th- I think some of the responses from Elihu were, I don't know how to take them because you know he he says in there several times that you're Job, you're not listening. That's why God's not answering. Mm-hmm. But he does at the end, right? Yeah. I mean, and so I don't know. That that's where I was going with the whole truth versus. Yeah pieces of um, him being another friend, just throwing, throwing stones at him over here. Um, But I can see where the words, like what you said, Daniel, of like, Hey, this was, this is all the things that you have said and I'm telling what you said and those were wrong. Right. Uh, right. And so I I can see the truth in that too. Mm. Yeah. So this was the way it summed up. Eliphaz, Zophar and Bildad said that uh, before Job started suffering, you must have sinned. Mm Mm-hmm. Elihu comes in and says, since you began suffering, you have sinned. By saying these things. By saying yeah. these things. Yep. Now I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Basically, uh, one is accusation, one is fact. Right? They're, they're yeah. guessing. They're, they're, yeah. they're accusing him of doing... You had to have done something to get what you got. And, and he's saying, this is what I've seen you do. It's a fact. You've done this. This is why it's happening. Like, this is why it's happening. Maybe kind of adding on to some of this. This is chapter 35. Elihu is still condemning Job. but uh, The third the third speech, right? This, this would be the third speech. Yep. Uh, chapter 35, verse 13. Surely God does not hear an empty cry, nor does the Almighty regard it. How much less 
when you say you do not see him, that the case is before him and you are waiting for him. And now because his anger does not punish, he does not take note of transgression. Much he does not take much note of transgression. Verse 16, this is this is the hammer. Mm-hmm. Job opens his mouth in empty talk. He multiplies words without knowledge. So that was a, a another thing counted against Job by Elihu that he was had empty talk. He was speaking without knowledge because the whole thing was, uh, you know, these four guys, the three friends and Job are going back and forth at each other of who has the m- most knowledge and who has the correct knowledge. And Elihu comes up and says, pretty much all of you are without knowledge. You're all speaking hollow, empty words. This one is directed at Job, but uh, basically the same argument against all of them, that you're, you're just speaking empty talk. So, so the commentary I have says that Elihu is in the wrong in this, right? It, it, he, got, he, he uses the same verse. He, he says, um, Elihu conclude, concludes that Job speaks words without knowledge, but the ignorance of Elihu perceives is Job's mistaken notion that God would actually listen to Job's arrogant cries for relief. And we know that he does hear his cries of his people. And so... I think they're both in the wrong. Like yeah. I, I mean, is yeah. what I gather out of that <laughs> yeah. uh, that that Elihu doesn't doesn't fully understand that God is with Job in all this is how I take that. But yeah. well, yes, and this is where it's kind of hard because I'm cheating and I I know you what know the, comes next. Right, yeah. and and God makes the same argument as Elihu. Basically, he quotes the same word. He uses the same phrases. Mm. Um, we're gonna try and save that, but don't, don't get kinda, to thirty nine. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> hard to do all that, but but yeah, that's echoed later. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, in the moment, you're it's. I mean, we've we've been doing that this whole study, breaking things down into smaller sections to see in the moment what are they thinking and feeling, and then how does that relate to the overall story, the bigger story. But I mean, we do that as humans, right? We we sit here and make our argument, then we go home and you know ponder research and then bring it back and yeah. then you know you might have to eat some humble pie right <laughs> like it's <laughs> you, you mean you know um i don't know that they had that back then <laughs> they didn't have a ryan's wikipedia over here no they no they didn't i think because like in job's final reply before ella El- Oh, Elihu. we got another. We oh, got another translation. That's a third one. That's Elihu. a new one. Elihu. I, I say Eli, like Eli, E L I. Elihu. Do I need that's, that's a, a but? I'll just put it in. Let, the it, mic. let it run. Yeah, yeah. Let, put it up yeah. to the microphone there. Please, let's yeah. let's see what the Bible app says. Yeah. And Elihu answered and said, Elihu, which is what I said in the beginning. Just I'm just kidding. I don't know. I can't remember what I said. Oh, we'll, we'll play it back. back. We'll play it back. Elihu. Elihu. Both of them kind of. And Job's, and then the the last part of verse thirty six, they they both start speaking about like nature, like God's, and in the thirty seven as well, like God's power over nature. I thought that was kind of neat that both Job and and he kind of do the same thing. Carry that out some more. So he's talking about God's majesty, the rumbling that comes, you know, thunder of his mm-hmm. voice, rumbling comes from God's mouth, thunder wondrously with his voice uh, seals up. The hand of every man, that all men whom he made may know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it goes down, chapter 37, um, verse 14. And there's some other examples given between there, but 37, 14. Hear this, O Job, stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Mm-hmm. So he's wrapping up all those things, like Job had talked about, you know, this stars and the moon and all this and gave a lot of earthly examples elihu same thing given all these earthly given earthly examples but tying them into god you know the thunder is from god it's you know rain. you hear thunder in his voice the rain man god made man and filled his hand all this stuff uh, the breath of god by the breath of god ice is given you know all these different things but he said you know job just stop and consider all these things are mm-hmm. the wondrous works of God. Yeah. And God lays his command upon them and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine. Do you know the balancing? 
this is changing the argument a little bit. So Elihu used Job's words against him, yeah. said, you said this, you said that, you know, kind of defend yourself because this is sinful, what you have said. And now he's changing the argument to, you know, God is so good and we we are not on the same level of God. Mm. Here's all the examples of what God has done. Just stop yeah. and consider how great he is and all the wonderful things he's done and you'll see we are not on the same level. You have no right to question God. So he goes into all, you know, chapter 37, verse 15 through 19 is just a big uh, argument of, of all the things God has done. You know, can you, do you, verse 16, do you know the balancing of the clouds? I mean, just right there. I mean, argument over. You don't need to say any more, right? We can't touch that. But he keeps going a little bit. Uh, can you, like him, spread out the sky, hard as a cast metal mirror? Teach us what we shall say to him. We cannot draw up our case because of darkness. Out of the north mm. comes golden splendor, the almighty. We cannot find him. I'm skipping ahead to 22, 23, 24. Therefore, men fear him. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. So, therefore, men fear him. God does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. Pretty much, we cannot stack up against God, and he will. If you think you know everything, yeah, he's kind of going to. He can ignore you, and it doesn't mean nothing. Like, right. he is unchanging. And that, that's actually where, that's the last part of Elihu's mm-hmm. argument right there before God comes back and speaks. But. I mean that's a, that's a big summation right there of whatever you think you got it doesn't stack up. We're going to back up and break some more of that down a little bit. I thought it was interesting in that that last in thirty six four Allahu claims you know in, integrity, perfect in knowledge, and he uses the same words that describe Job as Job one one as blameless. And so like if you, if you if you think that Job was blameless to start this. And and now you're saying he's not like where where did it get off the tracks there? Because yeah. um, if you if you knew that at the beginning and you're quoting one one, mm-hmm. do you not think he's blameless now? And obviously not, right? You're saying hey, you've mm-hmm. you've made these words against God, yeah. and I attribute I I think about our lives, right? Could could those words lead somebody away from the gospel? Like does Zach's walk hinder somebody else's walk? And and I I wonder if that's what Elihu. Now I done said something else. Eli, (laughs) Elihu. I feel Um, responsible for that. Um, of saying, hey, you know, if I was just sitting here hearing how bad you've talked about your friends or God done in your life, Mm -hmm. are you any different than me? And because he knows he started blameless, but maybe not how he ended. Yeah, and I mean Elihu says he thinks Job is has sinned from the moment of his affliction onward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but 36.7, he does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. God does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. So you can be righteous and still sinful, mm-hmm. which all people are sinful, but God still is not taking his eyes off of you. You may not be following him or choosing to, follow him, praise him, live the way you know you should live according to his ways, but his eyes are still on you, whatever you choose. I think the, the message in that is you've got to repent, right? Like you can, yeah. you can go through the world, you know, wicked ways, and, and you know, you're not going to prosper, but if you repent, it's, it's going to be forgiven at that point versus yeah. just continuing to live on those sinful ways. 15 through 17 is really... Stuck out to me. I had a note in my notes about it. It says, uh, God rescues the afflicted by their affliction. He instructs them by their torment. Indeed, he lured you from the jaws of distress to a spacious and unconfined place. Your table was spread with choice food. Yet now you're obsessed with the judgment due the wicked. Judgment and justice have seized you. So that goes to kind of when Job was afflicted, what he's done. And that's what Elihu (laughs) is uh, saying that he's sinned since that time or just been disrespectful, I guess, to God. In this argument, Elihu is talking about how great God is 
<coughs> and his power. And so that that is what, what he's doing there with verses final read. And then he continues on, uh, verse 22, Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed for him his way? Or who can say you have done wrong? 26, Behold, God is great, and we know him not. The number of his years is unsearchable. Can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds? I think this is how it ends, right? It's going to end with faith, right? There's a, a lot of things that we can't explain, and, yeah. you know, he's going he's gonna to find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and Elihu is just... Job has questioned God a lot. Now, how come you don't answer me? And where is my accuser? Uh, you know, what have I done? What, Show if, me evidence. If I was in a court, who's going to arbitrate for mm-hmm. us? And that, and Elihu is saying, you are not even close to being on the same plane as God right. and being able to. Who are you to question? You know, who you are nowhere near putting yourself in the same courtroom mm-hmm. as God. Right. So you need to realize how great he is, yeah. how big he is, how small you are. Real down, God is so great that he doesn't that he doesn't have to answer. You don't he, he doesn't owe you an answer. He doesn't owe Job an answer yeah. for anything that he right does. And he does. back back to the cross, right? Just yeah. I don't owe you yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and but I well, still do it. Elihu yeah. never really rebukes Job. The other three friends they were re- Buking him pretty strong. I mean, we used uh, what? What's the word we used a lot? Uh, accusatory mm-hmm. and all kinds of words yeah. like that that we've used a lot in this study. Elihu never really condemns Job like that. He uses his own words against him. He said, you know, but he doesn't accuse him like the other friends d- did. Just so interesting. We never hear from him again, or or, uh, yeah. or before. Like yeah. he just yeah. sneaks in, sneaks yeah. out. Yeah. He's like a mist. Yeah. Drops in and drops yeah. out in a hurry. Drop these five verses. Yeah. He's four like five a verses, and then I'm out. GI Joe over here. So. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> tired of waiting. My turn. Made me go last. Just because I'm young. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I know it's holding a grudge to young people, Ryan. As he comes and looks up, looking at me. There you go, yeah. Yeah, looking over at you, Ryan. Dude, I was walking through the town square just getting a corn dog and heard you four knuckleheads over here arguing. I had to sit down and listen for a second. And they had corn dogs? Man. This Food's all cold. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. But uh, Elihu and the three friends all come to the same conclusion that Job has sinned. But they don't really mean the same thing in their arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like we talked about, one the, the group of friends being accusatory, Elihu not really, but still saying, Job, you've done wrong. Just how they, how they get there was, was different. But. Well, you know, the, the three friends are, you know, it's kind of like what Ron said earlier, like he – you must have done something. Right. And whereas he's saying, you have done these things, you, you have said these words uh, different, but it's hard to, it's hard to hear Elihu talking to this guy and just talking to Job and talking to him so bad. And then, yeah. you know, referencing that, hey, you were once blameless. And, and I, I mean, I really think chapter 37, verse 24 really sums it up. I mean, it's, Pretty much Elihu's entire argument summed up in uh, one sentence. Therefore, men fear him, men fear God. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. God does not regard any. He's pretty much that you guys are big deals in your own mind. You ain't a big deal in God's mind. That's right. Random question. Wouldn't him need to be capitalized right there? Because they're talking about him? Normally in the Bible, that's what it is, right? Yeah. You, you I don't have in, an answer for you that. Want, you want it to be red letter too? No, he, God's not speaking, so it's not red. It's the same in verse twenty-three too, yeah. when he says, "The Almighty, the Almighty, we cannot reach Him." I mean, we know that's what they're talking about, but yeah. I mean, I, that's why I've always seen. That, that I mean, that I'm not trying off. to dismiss. That is a good question. Yeah. I have no answer to why okay. it is not. Sorry, Did you contact the Bible out from. From GPS to God and say, "Hey, we have well, questions." I mean, is that is it capitalized for y'all or no? <laughs> it is not. It is not. It is okay. not. So just to sum it up a little bit, I, I had I had this written down, so I might as well say it. Elihu's four speeches. 
The first one, God has not been silent. He speaks through your pain. So Man, like, I had a different one for that. What's yours say? Mine says, Job is self-righteous and God disciplined such. So, I mean, if Ty Dean was here, he would say, God is the one punishing Job. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? But but God speak is speaking through that punishment, mm-hmm. speaking through that pain. Keep going. All right. Speech number two, God is not unjust. He will eventually strike the wicked. Job deserves deserve suffering, and God is just. Man, this guy is, he's got a mean streak. <laughs> yeah. But that was one of Job's big arguments of look at all these unjust people who are mm. doing all these terrible doing things. Doing nothing to them. Right. And they <laughs> are living the good life. Frost. They're up on cloud nine. Yeah. But yeah, so God is not unjust. Your timing is not his timing, basically. Yeah. He will eventually strike them. All right, speech number three righteous living is not pointless. Though we are insignificant next to God. Job is wicked and God is transcendent. And finally, you're in no place to criticize God. Remember to fear him. Job must listen and God is active. Good stuff. So this was a a little different chapter, but it was a little different chapter in in the book of Job. So we, you know. A little bit of bouncing around and not quite, but I think the conversation, the thoughts, the questions, they're all hitting heavy on this one. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed y'all having me for these four, whatever I've sat in on. That's made me, made me do a deeper dive. I think, I, think yes. I could talk high level of Joe before and now. <laughs> maybe I've retained a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we hope that is the words of many people right there. We hope we, yeah. everyone who's listened to this study is got gotten a deeper understanding and asked questions, maybe found answers to questions, all that kind of stuff. And we still have questions we don't have answers to and some questions we won't know the answers to, but that's that's okay. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. And next week we wrap it all up. God himself, we've already hinted at some of the stuff that is going to come up, but there's more. And Zach, keep your phone on, man. If we get canceled, you get another phone call three <laughs> hours in advance. To- I think I know who y'all asked, so... Uh- I think I might be on childcare duty, so yeah. I'll make sure she's here. Well, <laughs> basically just calling her out right there. I mean, I mean, I'm not what saying that. said stuff, but <laughs> not saying, but I'm saying she's yeah. <laughs> the heavy hitters are on deck. Yeah. There we go. Y'all, y'all, y'all have done scraping the bottom of the barrel. Y'all found found the real people. <laughs> when does this come out? <laughs> Started at the bottom. Now we're here. Uh, there you go. Uh, oh, this, wow. this will come out after we record the next episode. Mm. So. All right, Drake. This is a, uh, Zach is safe. I'm safe. If, if said person shows up, Zach is safe. Yeah. yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a week reprieve. I got a birthday next week. So maybe I'll buy me some time. <laughs> it's your birthday. Yeah. We mm. believe it or not. I don't know. When I did this, or that, your birthday is written down in my calendar. My <laughs> special, yeah. special people right here. Because be they're sick of mine. A little extreme. <laughs> a little extreme. It had to get there for a reason. <laughs> I'm not sure how or why, but it is there. So, <laughs> even though you didn't bring M and M's to the show, we, I got you. Okay. Both y'all's birthdays are in my calendar. They just don't have your name next to it. One says things on my, one says Halloween. <laughs> May the fourth be with you is how I remember mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope that God is with you. And uh, to take him with you a little bit closer, we're going to read a Bible verse to close out the episode. Today we're going to go from the book of Ephesians. This kind of ties in a little bit. Funny how the Bible does that from front to back. Continues to tie into itself. Book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Free so, gift. Free gift. We, you know, we may be conceited. We may think we got big thoughts and we're a big deal, but we're nowhere close to God. We're not on his level, but he still gives us a very free gift and calls us an heir in his family. Mm-hmm. What else you need? Man, some would say that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> free gift. You just got to take it. There you go. That's what free means. So uh, this is free. Just You're welcome. <laughs> Guess what? There's another free one coming next week. Make sure you stop on by and check that one out because we wrap up the book of Job. So don't miss the exciting conclusion.
You already know. We love you. God loves you more. Check us out next week. We'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you leave a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also, find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.